are back from our break. Um, so we just added on this second half actually just a few weeks ago and I want to give a huge shout out to our new sponsors that are uh, new to the show and that's Five Marketing. If you need anything done with your website or anything like that, he is definitely your go-to guy. And then keep it Sarah simple. Um, she is a diet... A registered dietitian. Registered dietitian. Sorry about that. Um, for all of your diet needs, if you're not sure which direction to go, what to eat, um, maybe you're not sleeping right, she can help you with all of those things on what to, to better help your diet and whatnot. So make sure to show them your support and love. And thank you guys for being sponsors of our show. So we kind of didn't get enough time to talk about the shocking news, I don't feel like. So did you want to kind of pick up where we left off? Well, I want to I go back to Jennifer's story for a second and then bring to light a couple things that are going on. Jennifer went through what are called CT scans, and for the listeners who don't know what that means, it, it's um, it's this di- diagnostic imaging of your body. Okay. Okay. But it utilizes radiation. Okay. Okay. That's the real key. Is it, it utilizes radiation, but so does your microwave. Right. It go, when we discovered what radiation would do, we use radiation to heat food up really fast mm-hmm. in our microwaves. Okay. okay. But the point I want to bring up from here as a talking point for you and me, it says the radiation from a CT scan, which is what Jennifer had, is considered to be twice as carcinogenic as gamma rays from the atomic bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Whoa. Really? (laughs) I know. That's what I – I actually paused myself (laughs) when I read that. So we're getting CT scans Whoa. to get imaging of our body. Yeah. And that that rays from that is as the gamma, there's twice, the rays are twice as carcinogenic as gamma rays from atomic bombs that we dropped on Japan. That's crazy. I've had the CAT scan before, so that kind of irks <laughs> creepy a little bit. A little creepy. Yeah. So a little farther up in this particular section, it says radiation exposure in the U.S. population from diagnostic imaging right. has increased six-fold in the last 30 years, primarily due to the rapid increase of T- CT scans Yeah. from 1 million per year to about 80 million per year. Whoa, that's a huge jump. Huge jump. So we've discovered that we can scan our bodies to see problems, and 30 years ago, we were doing a million of those. Right. Now we're doing 80 million of those. 80 million. A year throughout the United States. And that's just in the United States. Yeah. So I I don't don't know how heavily those are used in other countries. Right. But that's that's pretty shocking. That is. Um, It says here, one CT of the abdomen and the pelvis area exposes you to as much radiation as 100 chest x-rays. Wow. That's a lot of radiation. That is. Right? Um, I don't think you, I I mean, for me personally, I I didn't realize, I didn't realize that it had so much radiation in it. I had no idea. Because of Jennifer's follow-up story, and I wanted to do a little research to bring to you, I started reading this and went, really? That, that much? Yeah. I mean, here it says, from 1995 to 2008, the use of CT scans on children at general hospitals increased by a factor of five. 
So we're giving these little children whose bodies aren't as developed as ours right. five times as much radiation as we used to. I wonder how damaging it could be. I wonder I wonder what the the side effects or the long term or uh, just what it does cuz that's 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 a lot of radiation. It's a lot of radiation. It does say here that uh, um, from the CT scans increased by about 13 fold Nearly 15,000 were done in 1995. Now 200,000 were done in 2008. Wow. Children are especially vulnerable to radiation damage. A 2012 study reported that a childhood CT scan resulting in a culmination exposure of 50 to 60 mega rays, that's their measuring thing, of radiation before age 15 can nearly triple, triple. Whoa their risk of brain cancer and leukemia in the future. So to answer your question, what's it doing to their bodies? It triples their chances of brain cancer and blood cancer. Triples. That's a lot. That's that's. So the question, you know, double-edged sword, about mm-hmm. earlier? Yeah, yeah. Are we using something to treat us that's actually making it worse? Yeah, pick your poison. Right? Literally. We have, we have developed this technology that we can scan our bodies. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Jeez. Now I'm going to be like, is that necessary? Yes, and that is where you have to start advocating for yourself. Is that necessary? Do I really, really need that? Probably not. Not only that, that, but the cost of it also. Which, I'm going to bring up a point that I don't know if I truly believe anymore that the pharmaceuticals are the big bad guys I thought they were. I'm beginning to wonder if the insurance industries are the big bad guys. Yeah. I know that I recently did a CAT scan when I got into a car accident last September, so it's probably been about a year um and i want to say it was like three thousand dollars for my insurance ended up covering it but that was a three thousand dollar bill for all of for cat scan that i'm now like that was not necessary Mm -hmm. i was just listening to what they were saying and going along with it and it was like yeah i didn't probably really need that yeah here's a great example they gave from the book if a ct scan indicates that your tumor grew by 31 percent you would assume that treatment is not working. Right. In which case your doctor might prompted to recommend more aggressive treatment, which may be completely unnecessary and harmful. Yeah. In reality, a scan showing up to 30% change in a tumor size may not mean anything at all. If your tumor is one centimeter and it grew by 30%, now it's 1.3 centimeters, which is still incredibly small. Right. But they're using the 30% growth. growth to go, it's not working, mm-hmm. we need to get more aggressive, and aggressive probably costs more money. Oh, absolutely. So it says, which uh, in, in many parts of the body would not be considered life-threatening. So if you have a, a radiation and you have a 30% growth, and they go, that's not working, it's really not life-threatening in the first place. Right. So why move to the next level? Yeah. Food for thought. Pretty interesting, yeah. You know, speaking of the food for thought, I'd actually encourage our listeners to also reach out about this. What do you think? Who do you think is is controlling this? Is it the pharmaceutical companies or the insurance companies? What's your input? I would love it if some of our listeners emailed you yeah. with their thoughts on this. So again, so the first one and then this one about the pharmaceutical companies versus the insurance companies. Um, I fe- and I feel like the more we dig into this, the more the more questions I have, mm-hmm. in all honesty. And I would love to know what the listeners are thinking. Yeah, too. absolutely. Or what your guys' questions are or your input. So please email me at amanda at kslm.news and I can forward them to you, Baron, and we sure. can go over them and 
review them, read them, yeah. talk about it on air and all of that. Um, I know one of our listeners, Michelle, she's absolutely amazing and she reaches out often. And so we'll have to pull up some of those as well and go well, over and them. Well, and Bruce in Denver listens quite often oh, too. And Bruce in Denver. You, you guys are awesome. A huge thank you to our listeners. I'm going to pause for a second. We always give shout outs to our sponsors, but um, our listeners, you guys are are amazing and um, thank you for listening and, and getting involved and just being a part of this. So I'm going to give the listeners some food for thought. Okay. And just something to ponder. Yeah. But I, I've done some research on the growth of movements because I didn't, as you and I have talked, I didn't start this to be a movement. I thought I helped my sister out, right? Right, right. And then when we were you have done, a big heart. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and I and so on your whole big heart thing. One time I went to an event with this shirt on, mm-hmm. and I and your listeners, our listeners, can hear it. It's a very bright neon. It's a, it's a very bright neon yellow, yes. which will play into our story in a second. But it says "Kicking Cancer's a donkey on the front of it, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So I was at this event, and I said to this lady, "Does this shirt make my ass look big?" <laughs> and she says, "No, just your heart." <laughs> That's a good answer she gave you. <laughs> That's but funny. But I, I started this to help my sister out. And then when we we're done, I said, well, maybe we could help some other people out. Yeah. And that's really all we started doing. But because the message was resonating, it began to grow. It became a movement. And it became a movement. So I began to go, well, let me study some movements. What hap- What creates movements? Mm-hmm. And movements can be good. They can be bad. I mean, unfortunately, Hitler created a movement. It wasn't a good movement. Right. He created one, right? Yeah. But the one I found so intriguing was the French Revolution. And this, this plays into what we're asking the listeners to call in about, or okay. write in about. So the French had watched the English, which was the England controlled basically the whole world back then. Right. And they watched this little colony of people stand up to the king and fight and win. Mm-hmm. And, and for those that don't know, Benjamin Franklin was not a president. Okay. He was our ambassador. Oh, okay. He was on. He's on all the dollar bills. We re, we respect Benjamin Franklin, but he was never a president. He right. was the ambassador that went to France and said, "We need your help," and he got the French to help us win the war against England. Okay. Well, the French people are watching, going, "Well, if these colonies can stand up to England, their government, well, why don't we?" Right. Because at that time, the Catholic Church and the Louis. The leaders mm-hmm. controlled everything in France, right? And the people were just left to be pop, you know, puppets. So the pe- and, and so they knew that if they took the leadership on directly, they'd get beheaded. Yeah, and many of them did. So what they found was weaknesses in their system. Oh, okay. And that's how the French Revolution occurred. Okay. So I think we are exposing some weaknesses in our system. Oh, absolutely. And the only way we're going to topple these massive organizations like insurance and pharmaceuticals is to expose their weaknesses. Absolutely. Just tell tell their story of what they're doing and what they're about and what's really happening and going on. I mean, on. did you real? what I say you, I mean the listeners, did you realize it's a million dollars a year per patient for Katruda? That's crazy. It's crazy. It's insane. That, that Nobody would actually, I mean, not nobody. There's definitely millionaires out there, but on average... It's going to be very difficult for somebody to spend a million dollars a year on a on a treatment. Yeah, that's not that's not real. No, but if you get a bill that says this is what it costs if you have insurance, this is it costs if you don't have insurance. Yes, then we all get insurance because yep. we can't afford to not have it. Exactly. And then who's controlling who? Yep. So just food for thought. Food for thought. Food for thought. <laughs> I love the food for thought. <laughs> 
You want a new story? Yes. You want a happy story? Please. I'll, I'll bring a good happy story oh, this time. All right. This is, a really, Thank this, is, you. this is actually one of my favorite happy stories. Okay. So this story actually begins about four years ago. Okay. Um, her name is Rachel Brettbrenner. She and her family at the time lived in this little town called Monroe, which if you leave Corvallis on the old road to Eugene, there's this little town called Monroe. And they decided to go on a hike. I think they went to Silver Falls. But on the hike, she tripped, hit her knee. Any of us could have done it, right? right? But as time went along, September, October, that little bump wasn't going away. Oh. And it was a little annoyingly painful. Right. She was a hairdresser, and so standing, cutting hair, was also aggravating this bump. So she goes to the doctor. It's called a sarcoma. The bumps are called sarcomas. And they tested it, and they said, well, it's not cancerous, but we do need to get out of your, out of your knee. So that would have been about um, the 1st of November, 2018. Okay. What I didn't know at the time was in October 2018, again, I'm just trying to get some ideas started, um, and I was at a holiday fair with a booth with some shirts and stuff, and she was there. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. But as she was driving home, she turned to her friend and says, you know, I don't even know anybody with cancer. That was her comment in October. And she was diagnosed in November? Yeah. Wow. So she didn't know anyone with cancer. Wow. They have a tradition at their house of going to the table at Thanksgiving and saying, what are you thankful for? Okay. So she says, well, I'm thankful that I don't have cancer. That's crazy. But the next week, the first part of December, she had to go in and get this little sarcoma thing taken off. Right. Oh, okay. So she was thankful that the bump wasn't cancerous. Right. Okay. I so get it. So she was thankful that 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 it tested negative for cancer. Right. Um, now, again, I tried to put myself in her shoes, and I, I just can't even imagine, but they put her under anesthesia, so she goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. While they were in there, behind the kneecap was where the cancer was at. Oh, so they didn't even they di- they didn't even tap into where the actual cancer was. No. So when they tested the sarcoma, it wasn't cancerous because it was behind the kneecap. Oh wow! So she comes out of anesthesia. Oh gosh, you think you're just getting this bump removed <laughs> right. that's non-cancerous to wake up to be like, well, actually, her husband is white as a ghost. Oh, and he's like, um, I got bad news. Holy smokes! You have bone cancer. Bone cancer? Which is why I'm wearing yellow today. Bone cancer is yellow. Bone cancer is no joke. Well, no, no joke. No, can, no, I, I, no, no cancer cancer's is a joke. joke. Bone cancer is no joke. But it is, I've, I've heard it's a really, really bad one. Yeah, well, and the problem with her was that because of where it was located, it began to actually eat into the, the upper part of the leg. Okay. And it was spongy. Oh. So it was, eat, it was eating like, the Kind of like termites with uh, wood. Right. Right. That's a good analogy. Okay. Right? So then in come January 2019, she's going to start treatment. Well, we've talked about James Burns. Yes. At the same time, James Burns' story was submitted to me to try to help him, and I realized there wasn't time. Mm-hmm. Rachel Brett Burns was the other story that was submitted. Okay. And I knew that we could do something for Rachel. Right. So I sat down with her friend early 2019. Um, her friend, his name is Cheryl Good, who is now on our board of directors. Oh, I love it. Um, and Cheryl and I began strategizing. What can we do? What can we do to help out your friend Rachel? So our second love and run was actually in Corvallis. Cheryl did most of the legwork to make it happen. We had about 70 people show up. Wow. Half of them were there with Danny Warren, who's been on our show. Oh, from Juice Plus. From Juice Plus. So okay. Danny's husband died of bone cancer. Yes. 
So if you're there to support James, you're wearing blue just to separate the teams. Blue is the color. Right. If you're there to support Rachel, you're wearing yellow. We had two groups, yellow and blue. Okay. And it was absolutely beautiful to see all these people show up just to walk for one person or the other, either for James or for yeah. Rachel. Rachel was in a wheelchair when I met her. First okay. time I met her was actually the day of the walk. Oh, okay. I had never met her before that. Yeah. And she shows up. Her kids are pushing her in oh, the wheelchair. She- we did a little three-mile loop through this neighborhood in Corvallis, and uh, and then she went home. About three weeks later, we were at their Corvallis Nights with our first event to help to do a fundraiser with them. And I said, well, guess what? Your colors are burgundy and yellow. That's the Corvallis Nights oh, colors. Wow. Yeah. And I said, we're helping somebody with bone cancer. So we showed up at that event wearing yellow yes and we got rachel into the game free and she watched the game it was a really fun time and then she began going through treatment by the end of 2019 she was doing pretty well and we did a, one of our workshops in 2020 right at the start of 2020 mm-hmm. and we did it at a place where there was about 10 steps to get into the main entrance of this building right rachel shows up walking walking so she's out of her wheelchair and she got a little cane for stability okay but what had happened a few months before, I think, was the pivotal moment. And there is, they do now have some proof that cells respond to social support. I believe that. Like Rachel, like like Jennifer and the cars. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I showed you a flyer before we started on air. Yes. October was a fundraiser to try to help Rachel out. And... We did it at this place called the Angry Beaver. It's a, it's a little bar and grill down in Corvallis. Mm-hmm. And so we said the Angry Donkey meets the Angry Beaver. <laughs> I like that. And it was a very disco-themed evening, so they were playing lots of music from the 70s, and they had items up for bid, right? Making fun with it. Having Making fun. Making fun, yeah. Yeah, having um, fun. And we, we, from the auction and his donation from the food, so he gave 25% of the sales and then this auction, we raised enough money to give to Rachel that she paid off a bill which raised her credit store enough to buy her first house. Oh no way. That that's, was that was the result of that fundraiser. That's huge. That that's that's That was the personal touch in her life. You guys are awesome. <laughs> you guys are great. And what was really fun wow. what was really fun that night was I knew auctions always stall. I've seen them too many times. Like people bid and they stop bidding. And I said when the bidding slows down I'm going to get the microphone from this DJ. Mm-hmm. Now, again, it's a disco-themed evening, right? Right. So I said, while I'm talking to the audience, trying to get them excited to bid again, I want you to go find a song. You know what song I'm like begging? <laughs> Which one? So it's from the, it's a disco-themed evening, right? Mm-hmm. So I looked down at Rachel, and I said, this next song is dedicated to you, and it was Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Ah, 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 ah. That's the song. <laughs> and, and... I again, I tell people all the time, I'm not saying kicking cancer cured her cancer. I'm saying her friend showed up and she felt it. And a month later, they couldn't find signs of the cancer. That's amazing. Yeah. So then she had one to walk wow. again. So I met her 2020. Then COVID hits. 2021, the, the, uh, Volcanoes baseball team always has this weekend called Cancer Awareness Weekend, and they were asking yeah. me, please help us find some people to throw the first pitch. So Rachel shows up with her whole family, walks out to the pitcher's mound, and threw out the first pitch. That's so awesome. 
Wow, that is a good story. I told you I had a good one. That was a good one. That's really cool about helping her pay off some bills, raising her credit score, and getting into her house. Um, I don't think you realize. Well, maybe you do. You 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 impact people's lives very much so, and it, it's I admire it. Um, what you do, and it's just to help them and and see them grow and flourish, or maybe just take a burden off of their shoulders uh, and relieve a little bit of stress. And that's pretty cool because when you see, and like you said, the the positivity around her, it does make a huge difference. Um, having that support system and just people on your side backing you up, it's 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 a it's a feel good. And so I do believe that it helped contribute to her being cancer free. Well, I um, wish now that I'd had some video of that evening. A lot of Rachel's Rachel's probably in her mid-40s, and her friend Cheryl's in her early 50s, and a lot of Cheryl's friends are in their 50s. Right. So many of us there grew up listening to the kind of music that was being played. Right. So wait, did you dance or did you sing or? Um, I didn't sing, but I did dance. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And nothing is funnier than seeing about 40, 50-year-olds doing the YMCA. Because we're all now doing the, you know, the YMCA. YMCA. Yep, yep. <laughs> yes. But it was a really, really fun evening. And, That's awesome. You know, once once all the money came in, and then and there was always a few bills to pay, then we were able to take a check, and I met her about a, two weeks later. And again, she walks in, and I got a picture of her and I, and the owner of that tavern, um, the Angry Beaver, hand her the check. Um, and we have never, we decided when we started this organization, we're not going to dictate what you do with the money. Right. Because you all have different needs. This, I can't imagine one person having the same needs when it no. comes to cancer. It's all so unique and different. We're not providing transportation. We're not doing research. We're helping you with whatever you need. So you determine what you need. Yeah. In her case, that money was enough to pay off this particular bill. And that bill being paid off took her credit score high enough that they bought the... Until she now lives in Halsey. Okay. Which is just outside Albany. Yeah. In a house that she bought. How exciting. Because of some things we had to do to help her out. Uh, and now that's that's got to fill your cup so much. Is your cup... You gotta, your cup's got to be overflowing. Well, <laughs> it is overflowing. It's even more overflowing that Rachel was here again this year to throw the first pitch out again. Okay. So two years in a row she threw the pitch out. Her daughter sang the national anthem. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. That's cool. And afterwards, she came to me and she says, how do I get more involved in kidney cancer? How do I give back? And she's ready to be a volunteer with us. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. So it's coming full circle now, right? Yeah. Yeah. You helped, and now she's in full circle helping back. I love it. So if somebody else wants to get involved... How would they do that? Well, I'm going to give a shout out to Mike Peterson, who does Five Marketing. Oh, yes. Because I went to Mike Peterson with our website, which I had developed like three years ago. Mm -hmm. And I said, just look at it and give me some tips. And we made a few changes to our homepage based upon Mike's recommendations. And so if you you have a website and you just want someone to give you a second opinion, call Five Marketing. He'll look at it and give you some tips. But from his tips, when you go there now... There's two options. Request help, get involved. Okay. And as you scroll down that home page, over and over again, request help, get involved. Because it's probably one of two things. Either you're in a situation where you or someone you know needs help, mm-hmm. or you would like to help us help more people. 
Right. And so you, you want to get either involved. one of those buttons, and it goes to. We now have a staff, and one of our staff members actually monitors this emails that says, "I need help" or "I want to get involved." Right. Okay. So, what if somebody doesn't want to get involved, as in like volunteer work or something? If they just want to hit the donate. Very top right where it says donate. Okay. Simple. <laughs> okay. So, if you don't want to get involved, where too much, but this is uh, just heavy on your heart, where you want to contribute. Then yeah. you can also go to there and donate. And that's kicking-cancer.org. Okay. At the very top right, there's a donate button. Yes. Um, and, and I will tell all the listeners that we are adamantly committed to 85 cents on every dollar will always go to our programs. That's amazing. We're going to keep our admin costs as low as possible. Okay. That's so awesome. if you donate, we're at, your money goes where we tell you it's going to go. Yeah. It's going to support people, give education eradicate cancer. I love it. And don't forget your guys' homework, your food for thought on those questions we asked you. Don't hesitate to email them to me and that's amanda at kslm.news. And again, before we head out, we are just about out of time. I'm going to give a shout out to our two sponsors of the second half. And that is Five Marketing. Mike, he's absolutely amazing. I've actually worked with him recently. Um, Super nice guy. Can help you with all of your website needs. And keep it Sarah simple for all of your diet needs. She will help you with any and all questions. If you're not quite sure where to go or how to start, definitely reach out to Keep It Sarah Simple. All right, you guys, enjoy the rest of your weekend and happy Saturday. And with that, we'll see you next week as as the the movement movement continues. continues.